Hey guys, welcome back to the Shrem Show. Um, yeah, we're back again, baby. This is Inception. This is episode 13 out of, this is not episode 13, but this is 13 out of 250 on IMDb's top 250 list. And we're breezing through these babies. Let's get it. Droogies, I don't know what I'm going to call you guys. I think I like droogies because it's uh, what Alex says in, um, in, uh, at what Alex says in, uh, what's it called? The Clockwork Orange. I like that because he was uh, funky. Droogies, I think, I think I'm going to start that. I think I'm going to call fans of the show droogies. <laughs> Very fun. Uh, anyways, this is uh, number 13, Inception. Wow, Christopher Nolan, bro. Guy's a beast with Hans Zimmer as the music. Always classic music out of that guy. Um, Wow, always astounding music from that guy's, um, anyways, Hans Zimmer, awesome music, great, talented guy. Um, we have Leonardo DiCaprio, need I say more? I mean, the guy never misses a movie. Like, every movie that guy makes is always classic, it's always good, it's the, he's great. It's, I don't, I don't need to say that I think Leonardo DiCaprio is the best actor of right now, and then on top of that, I don't think it would be a stretch to say he might be the best actor of all time. I think another good actor in it is Killian Murphy, who he uses in uh, Batman Begins as Scarecrow. Uh, Nolan always likes to use the same faces. Um, also, Tom Hardy. He uses Tom Hardy in Bat uh, in The Dark Knight Rises as uh, as what's it as Bane. Um, great. Uh, great another another great movie also Nolan Nolan never misses either man I mean people don't like Tenet but I don't mind it I think if you follow his movies there's there's these things when it comes to Nolan like if you're able to follow the storyline then you're golden you're you're golden honestly you just got to sit and focus you got to put on that like focusing mode and just get into it and focus on the film and the plot and everything they're saying. Cause I feel like sometimes they talk so much about what's going on in the plot that you don't never really even hear what's going on. Um, what's it? Uh, Elliot page is great in the movie. Um, Elliot, Elliot knows how to, how to, you know, keep the story going on. The character Ariadne, I think it is. Um, interesting character that just is able to keep the plot going and helps you figure out what kind of world we're in and I think without that character you can't figure out what a lot of the things they're doing in the movie are and I think that that character really helps explain to the audience what's going on and I think we're almost like uh, Ariadne in the character uh, that character in the movie oh by the way fun fact Ariadne was the mythology character that helped Theseus Theseus through the labyrinth to help uh, kill the Minotaur. Uh, and that's very funny because the whole aspect of that character is to help architect and help to make mazes. And I think the first thing Leonardo DiCaprio's character asked Ariadne was help me make a maze in two minutes or in, in 20 seconds or something. And uh, it's interesting that he, Christopher Nolan, picked that um, that name to give to that character. Awesome. Um, I like 
I like this whole dream idea. I mean, when it comes to dreams, I feel like we always like lose the dream we have when we wake up. There's one dream I ever had where I will never forget it. I think I was about like eight years old. Uh, I was in my kitchen and out of nowhere, my two sisters is like turned around to me very slowly and they were both holding knives. And I'm like, what? I was like, what's going on here? You know, what's, uh, what's going, what's going on? What, what are you, what are you two holding knives up for? And they slowly walked towards me. And I remember being very scared and I was very freaked out. And, uh, I ran into like, I somehow weasel, like weaseled my way out of this situation. I ran over to my mom who was on the phone and my mom did this thing while she was on the phone where she'd be like, She'd give me, like, the hand, and she'd shoo me away. And, like, all I remember is I'm, like, trying to explain to her what's going on. She would not listen. And my two sisters just, like, came at me with knives, and I, I just woke up. And then it's funny because, like, I woke up, and my dad's like, hey, do you want uh, you want eggs right now? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, hell, yeah, I want eggs. And I was like, oh, that's awesome that I'm having eggs. And then I sat there with my two sisters while eating eggs, very, you know, that's a very, <laughs> it's a very big thing is to bring up the eggs every 10 seconds for me. I think that was something we always used to just do in my family is just eat. Um, we used to have eggs in the morning on days off and stuff. Um, but, um, I just sat there and explained the dream to them and I'm like, we're all good, right? Everything's good with us. And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's keep it that way. Like, uh, I don't want to, you know, get you guys excited or something. Uh, or give you guys any ideas. Um, but for some reason, that dream happens to be one of like the few dreams I will always remember. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that had to do with Inception, but it was a funny story. Um, there was something I found very interesting about Inception, and that's Leonardo DiCaprio char- Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Dom, uh, has this moment where Ariadne... Um, finds him sleeping and she goes into his dream and she realizes that his dreams are, are more like memories and she goes into his memories. What I found about this whole idea of he started archi- he, he started building his memories instead of his dreams, I found that very interesting um, and it connected to that um, that show Black Mirror and the episode The Entire History of You. And I found that within that episode, I don't know if you've ever seen it. If if you did, fast forward or whatever, because I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it a little bit for you. It's called the entire history of you. Go watch it right now and come back. Um, but when it came to that one um, episode, the the whole idea was you're able to go back and watch the memories that you've witnessed with your eyes um, before. So if something happened to you 10 years ago, you can always go back and watch it. And I found that sometimes when you live in the past, and what I got out of that episode was when you live in the past, you get obsessed over it and you get you get crazy over overthinking about the things that you've done and how you could fix them and if, if you could have changed it and how you would have changed it. And I think that sometimes you have to just let things be. You have to just say, okay, they're done. It's in the past. Move on. And I think that if you don't, 
things like that will have will have a big impact in your life and it'll drive you crazy because there's nothing you could do to fix the past and i feel like leonardo dicaprio's character within the film was just trying to go back into the past and fix it when that was obviously impossible to do uh, I mean, you know, it's a little different because he thinks he might be still in a dream and he's trying to get out of the dream. And the whole thing is like maybe she is alive in, in the in the in the real world. It's By the way, the movie is not that confusing. I I know me explaining it sounds a little confusing, but if you're able to watch a movie, it makes a lot of sense. There, There's just a few things that Christopher Nolan does that tries they try to trick you. A little bit. Um, and I looked into something interesting about this movie. And I think it had to do with the fact that Christopher Nolan is making it as though the audience is like... They're, they're watching a film, but a lot of film techniques are very dreamlike things. The cutting to different places in a movie is very normal. In like a James Bond movie, James Bond will be in the Bahamas sipping on a Mai Tai or something. And then just like that, he'll be in, you know, in Moscow, you know, or, or in a snowy place. And you you don't even think think about it. You just accept it as though that's what the movie is. That's how movies are made They're with cutscenes and stuff. Now, he tricks us with that during like one scene when um, Ariadne sitting in the cafe area outside and everyone knows this scene where everything's like blowing up around her and the buildings are moving and stuff like that but when she finds out that she's in a dream dom's dom says he goes um he goes yeah and sometimes you just don't even know how you even got into the dream you're just there and then that's when you and ariadne both find out that you're in a dream and i find that a lot of the movie is based on are we in a dream or are we getting tricked into the dream or are we watching a movie that already feels as though it's a dream. Movies already feel like they're dreams because movies aren't perfect and they don't give you the full story. Just like our dreams aren't perfect and don't give us the full story. I find that Nolan's uses of that are what give the movie the ambiguous nature that it is. And Nolan's usage of these moments is great because that's what this whole movie feels like. It feels like a dream. These cut sequences uh, feel like they do when we all of a sudden, we don't know we're in a dream. We, we, we don't know how we got in the dream. We're just in the dream. Just like in movies, you know, we're in dreams. I think that Nolan's usage of these, hey, are we in a dream? Are we not in a dream? Well, you're conditioned to this because we are always getting these feelings whenever we're watching movies because they're very close to how dreams feel. And he's he's exploiting that on the audience because using the audience as though it's Ariadne's character and we both find out that it's a dream. Well, is the rest of the movie a dream? How do we know it's not a dream? We don't know how we got into this scene. We don't know how the characters got there. And so he's using that to, to, to give the audience, sure, the movie makes sense. Yeah, right? But without the movie telling you you're in a dream outright, there's no guarantee. There's no exact 
moment where we're like, oh yeah, this is totally not. Even at the ending, the ending's ambiguous because it's like, I don't know, are we actually in a dream or are we not in a dream? Well, we don't know. And I don't think that even matters. I don't think that matters in the eyes of Nolan. And it doesn't matter in my eyes because I feel like we're watching a movie about a man who's not able to be with his family. And the way to be with his family is to do one last mission. He has to do one last job. And this one last job is going to be able, it's going to get him to be able to be with his family and might even help him with the underlying issues that he obviously has because of Maul. And because of that, I like the movie regardless of the ambiguous nature of the movie. It, it's it's a great film to just say, guy on mission, guy completes mission, guy gets what he, his goal, guy gets whatever he needs. And I feel like, you know, everything else is just fun. The, the, the fight scenes are beautifully done, you know, and, and with minimal CGI, actually. I, I looked into this. I, I think uh, for an action movie of its caliber, I think it's very minimal on the CGI or special effects that they use, which uh, Nolan always is able to do. He's able to do practical events. And I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you, I think he did most of his stunts as well in, the, in that um, hotel fight. Uh, I think except for maybe one I read. He's great. All, all the acting is great. Uh, Ellie Page is amazing. Leonardo DiCaprio, obviously. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Even, uh, what's his name, uh, from Peaky Blinders. Um, uh, yeah, even Killian Murphy. He does great. Uh, I love him in Peaky Blinders. And also, I think in Peaky Blinders, he gets to work with Tom Hardy again. Tom Hardy, also a great actor. You ever play that game with like Kevin Bacon and you have to connect each person with it with with different actors and see where they all came from and it's like well Killian Murphy was in the movie with Tom Hardy in and they and they were in a show Peaky Blinders and they both worked for Christopher Nolan and then he led to that and this and there it's like crazy how some of these directors just love working with certain actors and all that and I find it awesome especially when they happen to be good actors like Killian Murphy and Tom Hardy and um obviously Leonardo DiCaprio but um I just find that awesome how they're able to connect with those um other than that I really enjoyed this movie I think it was one of uh one of the refreshing movies of recent years I think it came out 2012 um but it was one of the more refreshing movies or was it 2010 um but it's it's it was a new concept and a new idea and i think that that idea brings up a lot of questions to bring out and i think it's awesome that he's able to connect this kind of dream sequence with um with movie and the ideas that movies connect with dreams a lot and i think it really brings it into that this whole we accept we're able to accept movies easier because of the way that they feel like dreams in our in in the way we we see it and i think the idea that our words are powerful and they bring ideas and they really they really are able to change and morph the way things are seen or done the way mall had that idea 
and it really it really brought that idea in there. And I think this whole i this whole putting an idea in somebody's head is a metaphor for the words that we say affect people. The ideas that we bring out of people affect people. It, it it's not light. These things are like viruses. They will infect you and they will consume you. And I think certain ideas, and especially in the world that we live in today, with people bringing up ideas that can change for the good and for the bad. And I think that with with that power sometimes does come, you know, comes responsibility. When you have a platform that's big, your ideas that you bring out to people affect their everyday lives to the pa- to the point where one idea could really affect somebody's entire history entire history i know people that i've i've talked to them and i've said listen you know they're going through something rough in their life and i'll talk to them you know and i'll say to them you know look at it like this and they go yeah you know you're right and then i don't know for entire histories because i haven't i'm only i'm young but these affect them for weeks at least months and i see improvements in them and i I hopefully you know people have done that for me and i take their ideas and i you know we only we are the ideas that we have that that's who we are you know and i think that's interesting um it was a great show honestly guys i appreciate you so much thank you so much for listening try to like share subscribe i'm really i'm trying to pump these all out for us right now it's number 13 out of 250. We're going to try to hit 250. I, I, I think we could do it. I really, I think you guys sharing it, you guys sending it out, it's really going to help. And I'm going to try to work on that Patreon. I'll have that up soon, hopefully next week. Um, like I said, really, if you're listening to this on Apple or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please rate us five stars. It means the world to me. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, like, share, subscribe. You know, send this out to as much people who love Chris Nolan. You know, send it out to your Leonardo DiCaprio fans. Um, Appreciate you so much. Thank you, guys. Legit, thank you so much. Um, Can't wait to catch you on Lord of the Rings next episode. It's a three-hour-long movie. It's going to kill me. I'm not even a huge Lord of the Rings fan, honestly. Don't I don't understand Middle Earth. I don't don't get that. Uh, Game of Thrones, I understand. Lord of the Rings? I don't know. Let's see. Maybe Fellowship. I don't know. Let's see where it takes us. I think this one's the Tower one. I, I don't even... I, like, I'm not a huge fan. Um, But we're going we're gonna to do it because we have to. And we're going to trek on, for good or for bad. I'm going to trek on to the 250, and we're going to hit that number, baby. All right? Anyways, peace out, guys. Thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. Till next time. Peace.